0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the No Name Podcast. I am Reverend Sharon Gray, and this is... Minister Tasha, the kisses. And the last podcast we had, I forgot to go, woo, yay, we're here. We're ready to have this discussion. But before we do that, Kids this. And one word. One word, one word. Explain your week. Busy. What? We show, awesome. we show one word. My one word to explain my week. My one word would be.
1: I find it rather interesting that, you know, this question is coming and yet you have to ponder
0: because I can't, I have to only use one word. So the one word would be health. Excuse me? No, I take that back. I don't want (laughs) to use health. Hey, what? Ill, ill. My one word was, is ill.
1: I-L-L? Yes. Now, are you meaning sick, ill, or do you mean the slang definition of the word ill? I l l.
0: No, ill. Wow. I know. Wow. That was the wrong word. But I was ill. I wasn't feeling well. I really wasn't. And I attributed it. I attribute. I attribute. You know what I'm trying word? to say. What's the word? What's I attribute word? it. Nope, that's not the word. Attribute it. Attribute it to being 57. Woo! You mean 60? I was born in 1965. <laughs> I'm glad you said 1900. In 60. Nope. In <laughs> 60. Let's get into today's show. I, repent. T- tell the Lord you're sorry for telling the story. Into today's
1: show, repent first. Our listeners are anxiously waiting to see what we are going to talk about on this brand new episode of the No Name Podcast.
0: So, can you give them the info before we go into the other part of the podcast?
1: What info am I supposed to give?
0: Subscribe. Oh, that part
1: got you. So First, let me say thank you for tuning in to another episode of the podcast, the no-name podcast that is where we are just two Christians who do not know everything, but we are both striving to please Christ, and we like having conversations. We, My sister loves talking. She's an extrovert. She loves to talk, but I love to present a different perspective to conversations. So we decided to record our conversations and publish them for the world to hear, which you are doing right now. Yes. So again, thank you for tuning in. We do ask that if you uh, have get received any value from any of our episodes, that you would like the podcast, share it with someone, Leave a review, leave a comment, subscribe. And if there is ever a question or a conversation or a topic that you would like to hear, by all means, email us at no name podcast at gmail.com, which will also be in the show notes.
0: We, <clears throat> I like to have, okay, so I like to talk. So when I was growing up, <laughs> And I was in school. My teacher said, "Sharon is a good student, but she talks a lot." <laughs> One teacher said, "Talks!" Exclamation point! And so I got in trouble because I talk a lot. But anyway, I do. I like to talk. Years later, here we are. Silence. I like to talk. I like to just like to have conversation. So anyway, this conversation tonight came about, I don't know if you know, but my sister is pursuing her doctorate degree. And so she's in this class now. What's the name of your classes?
1: Mental Health in Congregations.
0: Mental Health in Congregations. And the name of the book you're reading is?
1: emotionally healthy spirituality and i'll leave it in
0: the show notes as well that book sparked a conversation so we had two topics to talk about tonight one was decisions decisions and we are going to tackle that we are going to talk about the decisions that we make but tonight we're going to talk about sis kids sis, how?
1: we need to be emotionally healthy so let me get let me say this the, the subtitle let me let me set it up the subtitle of the book is it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature one more time it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally mature and the statement as me and sis were talking about this class and this book the statement I made to my sis and I'm gonna put it I'm gonna try to put it professionally and be sound smart when I say this (laughs) so (laughs) the statement that I made to big sis was that the universal church has in some respects done ha- performed a disservice to Christians by over-spiritualizing our responses to tragedies, negative traumas. events that we've experienced, traumas, trials, tribulations, struggles, all of that. Again, I am saying that the universal church sometimes does a poor job in teaching Christians how to be emotionally mature because we over-spiritualize traumas.
0: And sis had a fit. Don't, I did not have a fit. (laughs) I did not. So my thing was, are you talking about... The are you talking about one church? Are you talking about one denomination? Are you talking about one race? Or are you talking about people? Period. People, period,
1: the universal church. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. When someone passes away, us super safe saints. We
0: are we gonna do name calling tonight? No, we're not. I'm not doing name calling. Okay, super safe saints. Okay. Super
1: safe, you know. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. You should know me by now. So okay. here's an example, right? Somebody passes away and some people will immediately respond with, "Oh, well, you know, they're in a better place." To be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. All things work together for the good of those. Like you they immediately respond with scripture, uh-huh. I, my argument is that when traumas happen, mm-hmm. respond to the emotion of the person rather than over spiritualizing the trauma.
0: So, giving—so what you're saying is giving a person a person scripture. When they are experiencing an upset, when they're experiencing uh, a trauma, giving them scripture is over spiritualizing what they're going through. At times, yes,
1: because when when think about when we've experienced losing someone, and you and I are both saved, right? Mm-hmm. We love God, saved, <coughs> sanctified, filled mm-hmm. with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And you've been speaking in tongues since the womb, right? So <laughs> when we're faced immediately with the loss, whether it's loss of a job, whether it's loss of a loved one, loss of a relationship, whatever it is, mm-hmm. sometimes we do more harm by immediately responding to scripture because that can make the other person feel like, oh, well, my feelings don't matter because here you are saying X, Y, Z.
0: Okay, so let's do away with scripture. I didn't say let's do away with scripture. You're going to the extreme. If scripture doesn't help when trauma happens, then why use scripture? Just go I'm to. Saying, the book. I'm
1: saying that there's a Ecclesiastes. There's a time and a place for everything. Correct. It is. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that scripture doesn't help. Uh-huh. All I'm saying is, in some instances. We need to deal with that hurt. We need to deal with that pain before one can internalize the meaning of the scripture.
0: Question. So a person that is not well-versed in mental health, is not well-versed in the textbook answer, they know Christ they know what has helped them they know what has gained their trust in Christ so when they come with you know the scripture to say oh you know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and they are sincere they are sincere and I'm not talking about super spiritualizing anything. I'm not saying that. What I'm talking about is a person is coming from their heart because that's what they know to do. So if they're coming from their heart, because what flows from the heart goes to the heart. If they're coming from the heart, that's doing the person harm. It could.
1: So let again, me, let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you. I'm gonna be. So very... again, why use scripture? Do away with it. That's but I never said that. Okay. There's a time and a place for it. Right? Okay. I said that, right? That's scripture. There's a time uh-huh. and a place for everything. Uh-huh. I'ma tell you, I'm gonna tell you this, and everybody who's listening. The day, the day that I have to face the transition of either one of my parents, uh-huh. the first thing out of your mouth, I love God. I know what the Bible says. Uh-huh. I understand it all, not all of it. Uh-huh. But you know what I'm saying? I understand those scriptures that we often use. Uh-huh the day that moment what i do Mm -hmm. not want to hear from my big sis Mm -hmm. is text from first thessalonians is a john 14 is a psalm 23 right and that's Mm -hmm. completely honest because in Mm -hmm. that very moment i'm Mm -hmm. hurt i don't want to hear that Mm -hmm. because in that very moment i'm not comprehending all things work together for the good how sway
0: so what do you want to hear So,
1: so, so what do you want to hear? Discernment. Let me me cry.
0: Let me emote, but don't let me sin. It's the difference. So you are talking to a person who has neither one of her parents. And one of the things that scriptures that brought me comfort was from one of my friends that I grew up in church with to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And then he said, you're going to see her again. So it that made my mind go, oh, right. Now it didn't negate the fact that I was crying or that I was hurting and that I longed for my mother. It didn't negate that. But I knew that my mother was not suffering anymore. She was not in pain anymore. And she was with the Lord. Yes, ma'am. Was that
1: the first was, were those the first words you heard at, I just broke a nail. Were those the first
0: words you heard at the immediate moment? But why would someone at the immediate, but see, this is my thing right here at the immediate moment. you don't know how the Lord is going to use you or anybody to minister to someone. You you just don't know. But that's He may have you use, exactly. He may have you use scripture. He may have you be silent. He may have you hug them. He may have you sing a song. We never know. We never know. But again, you're talking to a person that lost both her parents. Well, I didn't lose them. They transitioned. Was I hurt? Yes. Am I still hurt? Yes. Am I grieving? Yes. But here, here's the difference. And this is what I
1: I want us to focus in on. Uh I'm not beating you over the head with scripture. I'm letting you display the emotions that are attached to grief. Sometimes. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes we as Christians do not let other people
0: be emotional. I I told God, I told God, God, whenever I get the opportunity to talk to someone who lost their mother, I am going to be honest with them. My honesty is, yes, it hurts. Yes, you're going to continue to long for your mother. Yes, it's going to get better. But do you and see then anything? the scriptures come. Go ahead. That's my point. That's
1: exactly my point. Start with the emotion. Start with the hurt. Start with the pain. Start with the, with the tough days. And then at
0: the butt, however, it does it's not like that all the time, it's not like that all the time because there are some times that the scriptures will soothe. Now, I'm not saying beat somebody over the head with it. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. What 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 I do know is God has given us his word. Now, if his word Can help me, why can't it help somebody else? I'm not saying that I'm I'm Bible toting and I'm 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 not saying that. And to those that do, that's fine. What I'm saying is God gave us his word, and his word is there to comfort us, his word is there to strengthen us, his word is there to encourage us now. I'm not going to say that every time I see that person, I got a scripture. Mm-hmm. Every time that person calls me, I got a scripture. Mm-hmm. And if God sets it up that way, that's fine. However, you have to deal with what's on the inside. You yeah, have to deal what with saying. that.
1: That's all I'm saying. I think that sometimes we can, sometimes people can use scripture to make other, try to make other people stop crying or to get no. over Like, no. no, that's, 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 that's helping to further create an emotionally unhealthy person.
0: I remember Sister Sneed, Sister Sneed, and she was an older lady. Sister Sneed was an older lady she was a, a a preacher's wife she was an older lady and I think she was I, I think she was my Sunday school teacher and my this is when my mom passed away and she came and she you know she talked to me because I was 18 when my mom died and she was like don't let nobody ever tell you not to cry she was like don't let nobody ever tell you not to cry because that's your mother and this hurts. If you want to cry, cry. That's what she told me. And I add it. I tell people, if you want to cry, cry. If you want to scream, scream. If you want to run, run. If you want to yell, yell, do whatever makes you feel better. Now, am I talking about um, going to drugs and alcohol and sex and and uh, shopping and all of that. I'm not saying do all of that because we do go to our own devices to make us feel better. I'm not saying all of that. What I am saying is whatever you need to do if you need downtime, if you need to turn your phone off, if you need to go in a room by your by yourself, you know, do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better? I don't think we have any areas of disagreement with that.
1: I think that it is helpful to use scripture to help someone deal with their emotions, but to try to use scripture to hide the emotion, I have a problem with. Explain. So going back to the same example that we've been using, we have a loved one transition and we'll say to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Sometimes in some situations, I've seen that used and said to try to stop someone from crying. That's not healthy because now you're you're trying to force a person to bottle up all of those emotions. What, what the book is getting at is that in order, we, we cannot separate spiritual maturity from emotional maturity. They have to go together. Being emotionally mature will help us be spiritually mature. So for example, an emotionally healthy person realizes that they have to depend on God.
0: Exactly. An
1: emotionally unhealthy person thinks that it's all on them. They don't trust God. They don't depend on God. They trying to figure everything out for themselves. Cause they
0: mad at what you know, whatever trauma they went through, right? So they're mad. But,
1: but when that that person who is emotionally healthy is depending on God, mm-hmm. then they're more spiritually mature because they have those scriptures to to give them reason as to why they depend on God they can go back to those examples and their experiences that gives them reason why they depend on God. I'm just saying we can't separate the two.
0: I I, I, I am not a proponent of telling someone that they cannot deal with their trauma. They cannot deal with what's hurting them, that they cannot deal with their disappointment. Because when you do that, you don't give people, and just say, we're talking about Christians. You don't give them time or the space to deal with what's bothering them. And so what you do is and that's me I'm I'm pushing I'm pushing my one hand into my other hand. And so you 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 you're suppressing you're suppressing you're suppressing and you're suppressing and you're su- suppressing and you won't let them show their emotions and then one day they're going to explode. Let me explain. Let me explain. So I, okay, I always talk about my parents. I I do. I'm sorry if, if it bothers you, but I always talk about my parents. So when my mom passed away, I never would think about it. I would just, you know, suppress it because it hurt too bad. It hurt way too bad for me to talk about her for me to think about her. It just hurt way too bad. And so I would suppress it. I would suppress it. I would suppress it. I would suppress it. I didn't have anybody there. And I don't know if, well, I didn't tell anybody that was just me dealing with what I was going through. There were people around me, my family around me, somebody should have figured it out, but whatever. So I kept suppressing. So one, 10 years later, one was it ten years later? I don't know, a couple of years later i was it was Mother's Day at church, and we used to have this big thing my pastor then Pastor Dawson, he would ask us to bring flowers for our mothers, and so we would put all the flowers on the altar. It was so pretty. They was bringing roses, they were bringing tulips, they were bringing. Uh, daisies. They would just bring so many beautiful flowers. So I'm standing on the floor and I'm ushering. They start singing that song and I lost it. I lost it. Why? Because I suppressed. I had to run out because my heart was hurt. And all of those feelings about my mom, they start pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And I'm like, is this... Really happening to me and I'm standing on the floor. Start pouring out, start pouring out, start pouring out. And it took me a minute to get back in church because I was just bawling. Now, had I dealt with that. I don't believe that it would have been that bad. I don't believe it would have been that bad. But when we don't allow people. Time to deal with their emotions, then we're just the the person's just going to explode. Agree or disagree?
1: No, I agree. And and when we let's let's use an everyday, quote unquote, secular example with little mm-hmm. kids. Uh huh. We teach little boys to not cry, right? Then wonder why we have grown men who are emotionally unavailable, right? Well, we taught them to suppress their emotions as children.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I don't do whining, <laughs> right? Can't so I, I will Can't tell my, my godson, son, listen, if, if it hurts, if you're upset, I don't have a problem with you crying to get it out. Right. And talk to me about it. But the whining, right. I will not do. Uh-uh. But oh. it begins with our childhoods. How we are raised. Were we Mm. raised to suppress our emotions? Many of us, I'm not even going to say many of us. The Mm. people that I know that look like me Mm. were raised to suppress their emotions. Mm. And I believe we are now at a time where we are teaching our children and our youth how to effectively deal with their emotions so that when they become young adults and adults, they are somewhat emotionally mature on their way to being
0: completely emotionally mature. I do believe that it is very important across the board that we deal with our emotions and our mental health i I get excited when we talk about mental health. I don't know why i i just it's I do believe that that is a'm trying to think of the word that group of people is very special and it takes a very special person to deal with people with mental challenges
1: we all have mental challenges
0: but I'm just talking about in that industry in that industry Um, I didn't know that I was into that I would appreciate it because I just think that people with mental challenges they're just people They're people just like you and I. Yes. You know what? As you
1: say that, I think that sometimes when it comes to mental health, sometimes we only think about those with diagnosed mental disorders.
0: And that is so far. We don't
1: think about the everyday people that you see who appear to be normal working a nine to five, going to church every Sunday, still doing their different activities, like mental health is all encompassing. There, there is are, are, go ahead. There is just like I say, there there's no one uh picture of what a preacher looks like. There's no one picture of someone who has challenges
0: with mental health. It's not because There are a lot of people that are walking around undiagnosed. There are a lot of people that may have an episode that, you know, something just drove them to just lose it. And when it it never, when I was growing up, I want to thank the Lord that I'm in my right mind didn't become real to me until I started working in that industry. And I started seeing, you know, people going around and I see people going through things. I see someone dealing with the the, the loss of their marriage because the husband walked out. And, 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 and he wanted a divorce or the, the, the wife left and left with left the husband with the children and somebody went to school and they thought they were going to get this job and didn't get it. Mental health is real and emotions are real.
1: Can I make this distinction? Yes. Emotional health and mental health are not the same. Explain. Explain so emotions deal with our emotions Mm -hmm. so we talked about suppression we Mm -hmm. talked about what we haven't talked about but there's anger Mm -hmm. there's different types of emotions that Mm -hmm. need to be addressed and discussed Mm -hmm. and then you have the mental health aspect of it where you have depression schizophrenia bipolar and all of that so Mm -hmm. i would submit that there's emotional health and then there's mental health so we have this entire field for mental health entire and, and i uh, go ahead i think we're lacking mm-hmm. helping what some would consider everyday normal people even though that word normal is mm-hmm, passive mm-hmm. right we we have trouble with helping People that we see on a regular basis deal with emotional health. Those are two different things. Sometimes mental health can encompass both.
0: That's because I I, I was was just going to say.
1: Yeah, I was just
0: going to say it because I was going to say I I I I I I would submit that your emotional health can affect your mental health, and we're not really. I'm, I'm not talking about. Someone with a diagnosis. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone that their emotions can overwhelm them to the point where there becomes some type of mental breakdown.
1: Right. But I, I think that there are stages or at some point they can be separate, although they can work together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can be separate. hmm. And we use that with the the, the suppression of emotions and, and crying and not being able to cry, not being able to verbally express what we're feeling mm-hmm. uh, and which can turn into anger, which can turn into a whole bunch of other different responses. Right. But I do think that we can't always group them together.
0: Okay. But there is, okay. Okay. Go ahead. No, I I want want you to go ahead and reset. So
1: for those of you that, well, why would I reset on a podcast? But anyway, we've been talking about I am taking this course on mental health and congregations. And um, I started reading this book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality with a subtitle it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature
0: and then we talked about how in the church the 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 universal church yes that we never deal with
1: I didn't say never see there you go
0: okay so go ahead then you use
1: the adjective never
0: Okay, so what did you use?
1: Sometimes we over spiritualize in our response to traumatic events rather than deal with the emotions attached to
0: the event. I didn't say never. And then my response was if we can't use scripture, then just do away with it. And I never said don't
1: use scripture. Well
0: look the conversation. (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> but for real i gotta go finish this book i have to read this entire book and then write a two-page response to that and a video of an interview by auntie Wright on the theology of joy which is interesting um so i gotta i gotta go do homework sis you want to Give us your final comments, your thoughts, anything else you want to tell our wonderful listeners?
0: Yes. First of all, let me say thank you to my kid, sis. It's always wonderful to have a conversation with her. We are from two different generations. We're from two different generations. And we usually... We usually <laughs> we She's usually...
1: laughing because I leaned into the computer to, to try to see. <laughs> I need to see what you was getting ready to say.
0: We have two different ways of thinking. Okay. And so I want first of all, I don't want to trivialize anyone's mental health or their emotional health. Right, don't right. want to do that at all. Don't want to do that at all. But what I do want to say, one, if someone that you know is experiencing trauma, is experiencing hurt, experiencing pain, please use discernment. Before I open my mouth to talk to anybody that is in trauma, that is hurting, I ask God to give me the words to say. Because one, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want anybody to feel like that I don't don't care. I want them to see Christ in me. Seeing Christ in me is sometimes keeping my mouth closed. Seeing Christ in me is sometimes me sitting there praying silently. Seeing Christ in me is sometimes even giving a word of encouragement. We can't always go and, and, and talk, say, give our testimony. Or we have to be mindful of what we say when we say it and how we say it. We have to, because what we see is a person that's hurting. It's a per- person that is desperate for an answer, desperate for the pain to go away. So we have to be mindful. We can't. We shouldn't. We should not
1: ignore, judge, over spiritualize.
0: You know. I, okay, this is the. I have a problem with that word, over spiritualize. Just okay. come on, keep going. Never mind. Forget I said it. No, 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 no. Everything you said was good. Everything you said was good. However, like I said, we don't want to, we're not saying don't, we don't want to trivialize, trivialize that. People are hurting. People need us. People need our help. When you go, please be equipped. That's all I'm asking. Just be equipped. How do you be equipped? Ask the Lord to lead, guide, and direct you. Kisses.
1: Also, in the show notes, I will leave the link to a website. It is uh, www.mentalhealth.gov. If you ever need any resources, um, that can be an excellent website for you to use. And then I'll also put the link to this book, Emotionally
0: Healthy Spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that we, this conversation, is a blessing to you. And if you know somebody that needs some help, please encourage them. Please encourage them to read their word and to to seek therapy. That's it. Sometimes we need to sit down on the couch and talk it out. Doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. Doesn't mean that at all. Because if we didn't need therapists, God wouldn't have put them here on this earth. Use your resources. Kids, can you pray us out?
1: Let's pray. God, how we thank you and praise you for another opportunity to use this platform for your glory. God, we thank you for this conversation. God, we pray for that person who is struggling emotionally and or mentally. God, I pray that you would send someone their way to provide help. Yes, God. That I'm praying and asking that those who are hesitant to ask for help, that you would help them to see that it's Okay to have a therapist, that it's okay to cry, that it's okay okay to share how they are feeling honestly.
0: Yes, Lord. God,
1: I pray that you would surround us all with those safe spaces where we can share our true and honest feelings without being judged or criticized for how we're feeling. God, I pray for that person who is silently suffering. God, I pray that you would remind them that you see their tears. Yes. You care about them. Yes. And that you're just waiting on them to reach out for help. And when yes. they do reach out for help, they will feel a lot better. God, I'm praying yeah. and, and asking that we would all be able to cast our cares and our burdens on you. Yes. And help are. us to, to to not think that we have to carry this life on our own. Yes, God, your word says that your your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So help yeah. us, God, to exchange our burdens for your yoke.
0: Help yes. us, God,
1: to experience freedom. Help us to experience peace. Help us to experience emotionally emotional health and spiritual yes. maturity. God, I thank you for my sister. I thank, thank you for you what more. she brings to this show. God, I thank, thank you for me. her perspective. I thank you for her experiences. Because it is through her experience, her hurt and her pain, that Mm -hmm. someone else is blessed and helped. So God, continue to use her for your glory. God, we will forever give you all of the praise, glory and honor because we realize that this is an opportunity presented to us, not because we're perfect, but we choose to be obedient. Yes, God. God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we
0: pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe.